Well, it's a big hello and welcome. Great to have your company on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. As always, it's thanks to the wonderful people at Chemist Warehouse. Great supporters of this program, which is, of course, the brainchild of St Kilda legend, Danny Spud Frawley. Good evening to you, Spud. Good evening, Jack. Good evening, uh, the SEN family. I'll tell you what, you're smelling great. You've uh, you've been down to Chemist Warehouse. You've got the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo right? got some good compliments on it yeah, too, Spud, might, which, has might, been, uh, which has been well received, I yeah, must say. In a couple of weeks, I might uh, go down and get you some something else, Jack, just to mix it up a bit. It's good. It's appreciated. Yeah, but we're up and about, Jack, because... Uh, you have got a glow. Oh, now, before we get to that yes. glow, let's just tell everyone what's coming up tonight. Oh, yes. This is a very special program that we have for you. The Chief Huge. Commissioner of the Victorian Police, Graham Ashton, will be in this studio very shortly, Spud. One of the real heavy hitters here in Melbourne. There's no doubt in that whatsoever. And we're going to talk a whole range of things head-to-head, which I'll let him talk about. It's a, char- a charity walk that they're going to do the, the breadth of a Victoria. Uh, the Silk Miller Blue Ribbon game on Saturday night, which is always now a locked-in Hawthorne v St Kilda game. And pre-game, pre-game entertainment, the St Kilda Police Force, Police Station versus Paran Police Station, Mm. uh, which those two, unfortunately, policemen died. They've worked at those two. So that's always a a big game. I'm going to go down and give the guys a bit of a rev up. Are you really? Yep. I've been there for a couple of years. Old school sort of coaches. Old school. But I get a bit like when you, you know hung out of the coach's box that day and cooked that bloke in the crowd, is it? Yeah, yeah. Had a little bit of that. But I'll tell you what happens, Jack. Um, on tomorrow, I'll send out an email to the PR policeman, Stewie Bailey, who actually does a little bit of work at St Kilda, uh, coincidentally. And uh, good mates of Richo's. He used to be the runner, but he got too slow. <laughs> he gives me a lot of dirt on a lot of the guys playing. So it's no holes barred, Jack. So it's, it's quite funny. Beautiful. A lot of these guys. Nah, their mates know what their idiosyncrasies are and when you actually put it in that form, it's quite funny. So they do a great job. And also the fact that um, Graham's also going to talk about his uh, health issues. Late year had to, uh, late last year had to take six weeks off. So, and, and you're talking about some of the pressures people are on. Well, I don't think there's more pressure on the Chief Commissioner of Police in Victoria, Jack. Some of the no. decisions he has to make on the run... Uh, and probably five or six decisions within a minute sometimes coming from all angles. So really looking forward to that, Jack, but and I'm up al- and about. And there's also an element of uh, fundraiser that we'll talk to yes. Graham Ashton with the head-to-head the head walk. To head, the head-to-head walk, um, it's going to be outstanding where he's going to be walking from, I'm not sure whether it's, it's not Tarkata, but it's way down Lakes Entranceway. Yep. And the uh, one of his uh, colleagues is going to start from Mildura. They meet at Wangaratta and they're going to walk through all the country towns, all the country police stations, a lot of people get involved in the walk, and it'll be absolutely outstanding. But I'm up and about, Jack. You are up and about. Yep. Why are you up and about? You come in here tonight. It's a little after nine o'clock, and you are just absolutely. I'm not sure your feet well, have even touched the ground. No, I look. I can get happy with myself at times, Jack. <laughs> and, but it's all about balance. And one of my great things that I didn't realise, if someone had said to me ten years ago, and we're going to be coaching old Halebury girls team and two of your daughters are going to be playing in it, I would have said, you're kidding. But I've really enjoyed it. It's about the balance we talk about. I look forward to Tuesday night. Thursday night we train. We have a palmer and a couple of pots. The girls sit around and have a chat. They've got a great connection. So we snuck into the finals three weeks ago. Yep. And then thought, oh, we've done well, girls. We hadn't beat any team in the top four. We played old Brighton, who'd gave us a couple of touches up, touches up two weeks ago. We beat them by two points. Then last week we played, and top of the ladder, Bo Morris got beat in the first um, semi-final to go straight in the ground. They got beat by Scotch. 
We beat them by a point yesterday, Jack. So wow. um, we're into the grand final. Three How? weeks ago, we weren't even in the four. Wow. And look, Old Scotch, they'll be very, very hard to beat. They've been the team to beat. I think our girls have done a great job to get there. They're very excited. So anything after this is a bonus. So it's it's great, Jack. It's, it's good for the girls because the techs have been getting all day from some of these girls. We're talking doctors, vets, lawyers. Um, they are so excited. This is number one on their hit list. And they, they didn't realise what, what a great opportunity they got to do. And as I said, they've done a great job. And it's all about doing it for fun. So it's fantastic. How did the Frawley girls perform? Yes, uh, Chelsea rucked really well in the last quarter. Opened up a pathway for a few of the on-ballers. Uh, Danielle, a little bit scratchy early, a little bit anxious. <laughs> but she's got a lot of speed. I don't know where she got that from. No. She's obviously thrown to the mare there, Jack. So, um, and she's got skill also. So I'm not sure whether. <laughs> I think I'm her father. But um, she's very... <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah. It's very no, awkward if very you're quick, not. Very quick, very uh, talented girls. But I've got a great bunch of girls. They are... Two, this time two years ago, none of them had ever played. So we're not talking a lot of girls that have played junior footy. These girls, and we're in the second best division in the VAFA. So yeah, good. it's been a great um, thing for the club. And it's been, because the VAFA, and just talking about the, the balance. So I was brought up in Bungaree. So the Central Highlands, every team had a footy team, three or four footy teams under 14, 16 seconds reserves. And then there was three or four netball teams. Yep. So they would play at the same time we were playing. Five o'clock comes. All the netballers come in. Win, lose, or draw. All the footballers come in. Then you got all the parents. And you just have this great social atmosphere. The VAFA for 150 years was men's only. And for all the right reasons. But the last two years, the growth in VAFA teams, and Shona McGuinness has done a great job. I think there's now 65 women's teams in the VAFA. Yeah. So now... Old Halebury, for example, which is, and it used to be a boys' own school, now it's co-ed. Now they've got this great connection that they train together Tuesday, Thursday night, just in a warm-up, and we go onto another ground and the boys. It's been absolutely outstanding, not only for the boys, but for the club itself, because the growth in the, the numbers, the members, and the people now... Uh, connected on a Saturday is is outstanding. Well, my uncle's president at Oakley. There you in go. The amateurs. Yeah. And dad coaches the women's there team. There you go. Started, and same thing. They think, they think ball, that it has changed. It took him a bit of adjusting. No, it did. But they, it took... they say that it has changed the club, which is fantastic. And, and look, I've got to be honest. I had to, I got pretty frustrated early, but now that I've seen the improvement is just unbelievable. You know, you get to a league club as a player, and we're talking the, the real pointy end. The, the improvement in some of the players is very, very minute. These girls have just jumped out of the out of the world, mm. and it's great. So old Scots are going to take some beating on Saturday, Sunday, two thirty at Sandy. Match of the day at Sandy. Trevor Barker. Oh Oval. yes, like the old days. Yes, we're, we're going to make a little banner for the girls. So they're going to run through a banner. Um, they didn't even know what a banner was. Said, right? Surely we're going to have a banner. So yeah, it'll be great. So um, really Fantastic. looking forward to it, Jack. And. Looking forward to tonight's show also with Graham. We will not keep the Chief Police no. Commissioner waiting any Busy longer. Man. I looked outside and yeah. saw... Hey, how big is he? Yeah, He's big. He's and, a tall and he's man. brought a couple of um, officers with him, which made me pretty nervous, riding, so I must admit. I looked I've, outside I've the window. I've got to say this very carefully, riding shotgun, but, you know, with yes. him, just to make sure that 
you don't get out of hand, Jack. Thankfully, they're not here for yeah. me for once. We'll take yeah. a break. We're going to get stuck into it straight after this on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great to have your company on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. As always, it's thanks to our great mates at Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Bud, we have a very, very special guest in the studio tonight, so you need to be on your very, very yes, best behaviour. We need to You're be. dressed up. You've got yes. a collared shirt on. Yes, we've got to be uh, very polite. We've got Chief Commissioner... Graham Ashton. Good evening, Graham. Yeah, good evening. How are you, Danny? Going, going well. And it's, look, it's a great time. We're going to touch on a whole range of things through mental health, obviously through the uh, police force, uh, the walk that you guys are going to be doing. But we'll, we'll probably start off with the um, the Blue Ribbon Cup yep. between Hawthorne and uh, St Kilda on Saturday, the 20th anniversary, which um, is amazing how time flies. And it's a, it's a great tribute from both clubs to obviously support the families who, who obviously still struggle through this uh, time. Yeah, they certainly do. It's uh, it's an important occasion every year for us. And, of course, we acknowledge, uh, you know, the unfortunate deaths of these uh, two detectives every year, um, Detective Silk and Miller. And, uh, you know, between the uh, Paran Police Stations and the South Melbourne Police, uh, the St Kilda Police Stations, mm. I should say, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a busy event every year, as we remember. But this year is uh, our 20th anniversary of that. And uh, so the Silk Miller Cup, which is, of course, mm. we're grateful the AFL uh, who, who are able to uh, support this with St Kilda uh, as their home game to support that. And it's the 20th anniversary this year. And the game uh, is at uh, Etihad Stadium in round 22. And also the families of um, Tyne and Air. So it's the 30th uh, anniversary of the, the Wall yeah, Street. Exactly, yeah, this year. Um, by, uh, I guess, unfortunate circumstance with these things being tragedies that they are, this year... Yeah, it's the 30th anniversary mm. that uh, we lost um, Constable's time in the air. And, uh, yeah, so the, the families uh, of those two officers uh, are going to come along as well on the day. So it would be nice to have them there. And obviously, um, over the years, you know, a lot of people, uh, I think we take the police for granted. I must, I must have been, I'm not sure, I'll get your take on it, but where's the society in Australia? I, I've been to America a lot, and they just seem to do a, a very, very good job of promoting and celebrating what a great, job especially in new york yeah um, i think in australia we're, we're we're lagging a little bit in celebrating and and sort of congratulating the the great work that you guys do i think it's it's something that you know this, this game obviously puts it at the forefront and, and it's it's great because i think you're going to celebrate policing through this game and and yeah. going forward but do you get that feeling? Oh, that's only my opinion by the way well i i sometimes compare it to the military because uh, quite rightly we really uh are thankful to our military that are out there often mm, serving overseas yep. in dangerous times. And uh, we have a major day every year where we remember and uh, mm. people line the streets. And, yep. and it's a sense that once you've served in the military, you've always served. Uh, but often in policing, uh, we don't quite have that sense of service, uh, perhaps with the community, that perhaps we could have because our mm. police are out 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, in a, often in some very difficult situations and mm. uh, on, on behalf of the community. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'll probably share your view on that. Yeah. Mm. Part of the the purpose of the game, obviously, is to celebrate, but also to keep the conversation going about what officers are doing out there in the line of duty. Do, do you think people are sometimes, do you find they're surprised when the, the stats of 159 Victorian mm. police officers have been killed in the line of duty? Do people understate that sometimes? Uh, I think perhaps, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right because... Uh, it's sometimes, uh, like we, we say that number a lot, and sometimes even with ourselves, we can mm. get used to saying it. It's, it's actually, uh, there's a lot of tragedy yeah. in that, mm. and there's a lot of lot of service and sacrifice to the community. And uh, for all of our officers who currently serve, 
you know, they're, they're out there prepared to make that sacrifice in terms of some of the dangers that they face every day. And, and these days, uh, you know, you've only got to pick up the newspaper to see it's... Uh, it can be, mm. uh, you know, more dangerous today than it's ever been for our officers. And Graham, I've I've been lucky enough to be a part of uh, obviously the the Paran and St Kilda police stations. Um, they the, this year Jackets a curtain raiser at at Etihad, so I know the guys yeah. have been training up somewhat. And have they? I've been a motivating force. Not sure whether it's a motivating force <laughs> or a um, may, maybe a bit of tongue in cheek before the game just to fire the boys up. But a distraction. I've been, yeah. I've been given some really good. Um, Mo for a lot of the guys, and and they do a great job, and it's a it's a great celebration. Um, we've normally had the game down there, just opposite the Junction Oval. That's it. And uh, but this year at Etihad, I think it's fantastic, and um, I know the the police force, a few of them have actually trained up somewhat because a few of the guys have, uh, which is fantastic. But I think the pregame jack is is something where these guys can just excuse the pun, put down the guns, and just have a great great family atmosphere and get out there and compete and uh, it, but it gets pretty willing too. Oh, compete they do, yeah, Danny, that's <laughs> right, you've seen it before but uh, they really go in hard and they train pretty hard and they're, they're really excited about this year to be able to go run out on Daddy had, you know, for them that's a well, really look, exciting thing to be yeah, able to do. Yeah, the last quarter, you know, there'll be, it'll be 15, uh, yeah. Yeah, close to 20,000 people yeah. there and and obviously, uh, throughout that day, there's going to be some great celebrations of uh, policing in, in Victoria. Yeah, I've got some of our specialist units. I've called some of them in, so they'll be doing a bit of uh, abseiling and running around the place. So, <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, there'll be a few good things happening for, so a few, for fans. Few, what won't give too much away, but a few guys off the off the, the lid at Eddie. Yeah, the roof. it'll be a little bit of that happening. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, which will be, will be good to watch. Not thinking out aloud, I don't want to, but I reckon maybe the match ball. Oh, no, I I don't uh, want to give too much away. Maybe the match ball's coming down there somewhere. All will be revealed Saturday. Yeah, well, I'll harness on yourself, Danny, and come down. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I can handle on the field, okay, but up there, uh, I'm not sure whether some of those stupid things I've done with Dunstall, there's one thing that I can't handle, uh, Graham, and that's that's the, uh, the, the fear of heights. It's been something that um, um, I'm not too great. But And obviously... Um, the head-to-head walk, which probably I think, um, you know, we're, we're great here on the station. We have a lot of listeners talk about a whole range of um, issues, but mental health's obviously front of mind for us. I've I've been down that road, um, as a lot of people would would be well aware. Um, but the head-to-head walk, 2018, looks like you're going to get the uh, the sneakers on as well, mate. Yeah, well and truly, I've uh, we're trying to do something to uh, raise awareness, but also some money to support past serving police because we invest a lot in our current police. We've mm. got a lot of welfare and psych support in place for serving police, and then but for our past police who have seen and done a lot of tough things mm. and are really still struggling, and we don't have anything really in place other than a volunteer network yeah. to support them. We're trying to raise some money to support them in a more professional way and. The police union, the police association have been great. Um, they're on board with this as a joint venture. And so we're going to walk across the state effectively and the police association are going to leave in the uh, 1st of October, the day after the grand final, uh, okay. from, uh, from Mildura and head to uh, Wangaratta. And I'm going to uh, start off on that Monday fr- uh, from... Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on the Monday from uh, Malakuta. So the other side of the state. other side of the state, completely other side. So Wangaratta's uh, smack in the middle, is that right? Wang. Yeah, yeah. And Although I've got to go over the mountains, mate. <laughs> he's got the desert. So have you got a time frame of how long it's going to take? Yeah, it should take us about 24 days. It's outstanding because... And you're yeah. going to be stopping along all the local police stops. stations and Lots through the country towns? Yeah, we've got uh, country towns on board with, uh, you know, the local uh, police, obviously, but also Rotary and the Country Women's Association. We've got other groups on board. So, 
Yeah, we should uh, hopefully eat as heat for well, well. the Country we'll Women's Association, Jack, my uh, my mother is still a part of that at Bungaree, and I'm not sure whether they'll both obviously go. I'm not sure Ballarat or not, but the, the CWA mate. The vanilla slices. Oh, reckon, oh, really? Well, you're going to have to do a fair bit of walking, I reckon, Graham, when you pass. Yeah. It's got to be hard to pass up to, isn't it? Uh, it will be, yeah. I mean, we're doing, we've both been doing a lot of training. Yeah, good um, on you. Wayne Gatton and myself, we've been walking a lot of cases. I'm doing about 50, 60 a week at the moment. I often walk right past the studio, actually, in the mornings. And, uh, yeah, we do a lot of case, uh, but I don't think I'll be prepared for day after day after yeah. day. We're averaging about 27, 28 cases a day. So We'll make sure we... To get all the details for the website and for people that actually want to yeah. fundraise. There's prospectuses there. Yeah, um, got our website running. Yeah. yeah, you can head to retiredpeersupport.com.au yeah. is the website you can go to for the Retired Peer Support Officer Program. It's all part of this fundraising experience, bud. Well, it is, and I think that's going to be um, front of mind. I think to do a walk is is absolutely outstanding, because, and we'd love to see, because I know I'll, you know, I, I didn't know much about this, to be brutally honest, but once I heard you were coming in a couple of weeks ago, uh, did a bit of sort of study on it, and I think everyone, you know, that's the beauty of it. Everyone can just sort of walk along yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, the kids and you know the schools you'll be passing through, and yeah. I think it's just going to be a great promotion, not only for police, but the fact that um, they do a great job mm. and they've got mental health issues just as uh, much as anyone else, if not more, which we'll probably get onto after the break, Jack. But I think it's just a great initiative that um, will be front in mind every year now, hopefully. Yeah, we've got a whole range of things we're sort of planning over the next couple of years to try and make, raise awareness. So this is our... Well, we're coming together at Wangaratta. We're, we're saying it's the end of the walk, but the start of mm. perhaps something pretty good. And am I right in saying $500,000 is about the rough target for well, what you're what hoping to achieve? We're looking at to professionalise yeah. the peer support network, and we've currently got a bit over 200000 raised with some great corporate support so far. No, so that's outstanding. And as I said, the AFL, you know, in front of mind, a, a lot of sort of current players have, have actually put their hand up and... I think it's just something that um, the AFL community do well, but I think it's great that um, you guys, led by the, the number one man in you, Graham, to be able to put your hand up and do this walk is going to be rewarding, not only for the, for police and the people that see it, but yourself as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, I think that's right. It's um, something that's, uh, in terms of even my own health, to have a bit of a focus on. Yeah. Well, after the break, I would well, we'll touch on it now, but you've mm. obviously had um, some mental health issues too. Um, as yeah. prep. I think it was coincided with probably the same time that I came out publicly. I, I, you know, I won't go about myself. It's more about you. But for about four years, I had them, and I, I really couldn't come out till I did. But I, and then I got about three or four days after my article, I read that you know the the chief commissioner of our police, um, yourself, Graham, had to put your hand up, which I think's one very brave, and two, I think it's been absolutely outstanding that you've been able to um, do that. Not only for, for everyone else, but your your colleagues in your work. I think it's outstanding. Well, that's what we want to do because really it was about, uh, I've been walking all around the workplace saying, look, you know, if you're struggling, put your hand up. You know, We can get your help, but people have got to speak up. Mm. And we've got to change the stigma in policing of mental health injuries. No different yeah. to uh, physical injury. It's no different. It can be supported and, and helped and uh, you, know, you can get through that stuff. Mm. So you know, I just felt that I needed, as I was struggling, I needed to have a few weeks off and uh, some time out, just mentally completely mm. exhausted. And I said, you know, I, I could have just taken time and said nothing. Mm. But I thought that's not really honest with what I've yeah. been telling everyone in the force to do. So that's why I just sort of said, no, this is why I'm doing it and uh, and why it's important. And, I, and I've had an enormous amount of really good feedback mm. uh, from the troops uh, from having done it. Yep. 
No, I think that's absolutely outstanding, mate. And after the break, we might touch on, you know, some of the not 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 the nitty gritty, but some of the the issues that your colleagues and yourself have actually put yourselves through. And it's not only when it happens; it's probably the the months, the years after that that they've got those underlying things and actually getting the conversation started, Jack, so so important. We'll take a break. We'll come back more with the Chief Commissioner, Graham Ashton, here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Great to have your company on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone here on 1116 SEN. It's all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Danny Frawley's here, and our special guest tonight is the Chief Commissioner of Victoria Police, Graham Ashton. And Graham, uh, just before the break, as I said, we've uh, it, it's unbelievable that you've been able to come out and, and, and show the way, lead, and that's what the Chief Commissioner's got to do, lead in a whole range of areas. And just want to give the listeners just a a bit of a snapshot on, on why mental health is so important for our police department. You know, the Victoria Police, obviously have a variety of specialised units that, that obviously attend some horrific scenes, uh, crime scenes, major collision in, collision investigation unit that deals with road death fatalities, you know, the homicide squad that deals with, obviously, uh, deaths and suspicious deaths. You also have the support services like the major crime scene unit that forensically process these scenes and with your police members being repeatedly exposed to these horrific crimes and dealing with the families involved um, and related to emotional trauma. How does Victoria Police ensure the health and well-being of these police members? Because obviously everyone uh, treats these issues differently and everyone's got a different makeup. Oh, that's exactly right. Everyone is different, but uh, they all can face some common issues. And for Victoria Police, uh, when I was I was appointed in 2015 in this role, and I had a long-term view that we weren't doing enough in terms of su- supporting mental health. Uh, and I know we, you know we've always had a stigma in policing about you've got to cope, you've got yep. to be the one that deals with the difficult situation. So if you're not coping yourself, um, you know there's that sort of we sometimes call it that masculine yep. thing. And you'd probably find that with yep. 40 as well. Yep. People don't want to be the one to say actually I'm struggling. Mm. So. For us, you know, I wanted to do a full review, which we did, to talk about really get the experts in, tell us what we need to mm. do to get better. We did that, and we've had to double the size of our psych support, mm. psychological, yep. psychological support. We've doubled the size of our welfare, more than double the size of our welfare units. Uh, we've introduced other measures as well that try and improve uh, mental health for serving police. It's been a big piece of work for us. No, it has, and it's, it's something... Um you look back in the past, and like like my forefathers on the farm, um, if you've got an issue, grab a tissue and just work it off. Yeah. You'll be right. Um, thank God those days are gone, but we've, we've had to learn from our forefathers being so stubborn and, yeah. and being so rigid yeah. and unbendable. And I think the fact that um, this scenario is put, put front of mind mm. in not only the police, but everyone's mind is, is absolutely outstanding. And... I didn't realise. Uh, I thought I was on the money, Jack, with my maths. Eighteen thousand members, but I'm right now. You got nineteen thousand. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, have about ninety thousand the other week. Yeah, so we've got uh, a lot of people in Victoria Police. That's including uh, fifteen thousand sworn police. We've got PSOs who look after our railway yeah. stations and uh, and other locations, and we've got police custody officers and our support staff. Yeah, it's a big organisation. Tell us about Safety Net. Yeah. Uh, it's a program yeah, within yeah. the Victoria Police that's something you're really passionate about for the officers, particularly on the front yeah, line. Yeah, and actually created by the officers. This actually came out of Footscray Police Station. Mm. And it's a tool that helps managers know when our people are being exposed to, you know, the sort of traumatic events that, uh, that, that Danny's talked about. Yeah. So, 
you know, is able to manage us in to say, oh, actually, you've been to yeah three fatals this week. You know, that actually, you really, you know, you might yeah. not be the person the that needs to red lights on. So sort of a bit thing. of a yeah. 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 And it's the conversation starter is the big thing about it. Yeah. It actually enables the supervisor to have an informed conversation with the with the officer about what they're dealing with, and actually, you know, that starts the whole ball rolling then about you know whether they're travelling okay or not, and have we got the right support around you? And obviously that. You know, we we often hear of the army post traumatic stress disorder, but that obviously safety net will will obviously help preventative. Yeah, be spot on, and that's yeah. that, that's what happens. The underlying it, it might be three months down the track, it, it yeah. could be straight away, but actually deal with it straight away, as you well know, yeah. is very important to oh, let the emotions out and yeah. and deal with it instead of just getting it pent up, and all of a sudden your mind starts racing, and then before you know it, you. You're on the psychologist or the psychiatrist's bed, so yeah, I think it's outstanding. Better. You've got that um, scenario. Oh, it is important for us, and I know uh, you know as you pointed out just before, uh, our officers. You know, you go to event after event, and often um, for a member of the public, at the lowest time in their life, they're they're needing to go to a police officer for help. You Spot know, on. it can often be the most traumatic time in their whole lives. But that police officer is going to that event, and then they're Oof. going to the next one, and the next yeah. one, and the next one. So for them, you know, they're they're providing that. Not only the technical support yep. to try and deal with the issue, yep. but the empathy, emotional. the emotional support that you've got to provide. Uh, you know, fatal and near fatal car accidents are a classic example yeah. of that, where highway patrol and other officers are going to those, and they're often there before the ambulance. They're often the first one on the scene, and they're trying to bring uh, a very traumatic situation under control. And it does it does take its toll. And as you point out, they might be fine for the first twenty or thirty of these, and the thirty first. Yep. It can become an issue, so you've got to have the conversations. Yep. The Victoria Police Mental Health Strategy and their Wellbeing Action Plan is four key areas. Uh, leadership, culture, change program, mental health literacy, mental health and wellbeing services, and employee life cycle initiatives. Just tell us about the four key areas, Graham, yeah. and I guess how they all sort of intertwine together. Well, certainly the final two you talked about are, are sort of technical in nature. It's about having the right support and the right training, and now with our recruit training, we put a lot of mental health mm. resilience into recruits now. It's massive. It's uh, you know there are a number of days just focused on it, mm. and then we return to it right through their training, which is nine months now for a recruit. Uh, we really we really pumped that into the groups, um, but also what we found with our review was the leadership. Mm. It's about leadership and having the right conversations, and then for a lot of our leaders, it's saying, well, what do we say? What's mm. the right language yep. to use? How do you get this right? So, the mental health literacy is what we call it. Is is the other bit for us? So we've really got to make sure our leaders know how to have the right conversations yep. and how to behave and then how to get the right support. Mm. So for us, there was a big leadership gap that we needed to try and fill. And the last couple of years have been about about that. So mm. we've had a lot more leadership courses at VicPol, uh, a lot of getting our sergeants, senior sergeants better equipped and, and more senior officers as well and how to have the right conversations. Resilience is a, is a word that um, is very lo- well, in the past was very loosely used. Because people say, oh, you've got to be resilient. But if you actually don't educate the people in yeah, resilience and actually talk about it, it because, again, we, we've got to learn from our forefathers, but you've got to be more resilient, son. Or, you know, senior sergeant, you, you're not showing enough resilience. Well, you know, you've actually got to educate. And I think, as as Jack said, the the wellbeing action plan is, is absolutely outstanding. And because... It starts with you, obviously the leadership, but then it starts from, you know, I'm sure you go out to the, the induction camps yeah. and these people are wide-eyed, bushy-tailed yeah. and, and actually have that plan in place before they start. 
back in the day, excuse, you know, you're getting a little bit long in the tooth, yeah. but it wouldn't have been around in those days. Definitely not, mate. I remember going through recruit training. We didn't talk, didn't talk for one yep. second about it, mate. So yeah. now, now it is absolutely a major part of the program, and uh, you'll have to come out to grad one day. And I will. I'd love have to have a look at these young yeah. recruits as they're graduating, and you just think, gee, they've got it all ahead of them. Yeah. And it's a great responsibility we have to make sure that mm. their training is really appropriate. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Graeme, you spoke before the break about some of your own yeah. mental health challenges and, and thankfully you're sort of in a, in a great space now. But do you, having gone through that, has it helped you to identify that within your own offices and your own staff now to say, here's what I was feeling at certain stages? Yeah, this is sort of does, more of what uh, we've got to look out for. It actually, well, it's actually helped in terms of some officers coming up to me and saying, actually, I'd like to talk to you about my Mm. situation which yeah. they wouldn't have done previously yeah, excellent and it, it actually opens the door to the conversation i was talking yep. about before which is really important i think it has done a lot uh it helps me as well in terms of knowing what my triggers are around fatigue which is one, yep. one of my things is you know you get too fatigued and uh then you can't really concentrate on what you're doing in my yep. job you've got to have concentration you've got to yeah. you're making decisions all the time every day mm. and you quite often you know you're playing for sheep stations it's important that you're making sure that your judgment is sound and not to be fatigued. So I've got to do things to make sure yeah. I'm, I'm not fatigued and I can uh, have that time out and do things, particularly mentally for me, go think things that I like to do and enjoy doing, which I really didn't realise I'd yeah. stop doing, you know, because no, I was so busy. And that's the thing. I, I can remember um, golf was such a great thing yeah. for me, but in the past it was always, and I've said this to Jack, and uh, I'd be on the phone, I'd be, you know, I'd be putting while I had the phone, you know, the phone in my ear, and I can understand your job, there's got to be times where you just can't yeah. um, be able to switch off. So what what are some of the things out there for the listeners? Do you, you know, obviously you're walking for the uh, yeah, head like to head, walking, which yeah. is great. Um, you got a dog or do you walk with the headphones in? Mate, you? Uh, yeah, I, I do the walking. Uh, the dog's too old to come with me now. So <laughs> she just lays on the couch, mate, the old whippet. But yep. uh, she's a good, good girl. Yep. Um, what else do you... Well, I've, you know, I was just, like you were just saying, you know, you forget that I used to, I used to love going fishing. So. Yeah. Love fishing, and uh, I realised I hadn't been fishing in years, so wow. I picked up a fishing rod and went fishing. Good on you. Uh, I've, I've got, I like to do... Paddy uh, Dangerfield will be happy with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good fisherman. And yeah. uh, I like smoking meat, because I, I come from a long line of butchers. Ah, okay. And, uh, Whereabouts is that, Graham? Uh, well, I've, I, I've got my whole set up at home, mate. My, my parents are from <laughs> Adelaide, and, and uh, they, uh, yeah, my father and their fathers, their fathers are all butchers, and I broke the mould of becoming a copper. <laughs> I, I like smoking meat and, you know, barbecuing meat, so uh, I do so all with that. with the smoke, mate. Do the hams and all that. Being an ex-farm boy, you know, we killed mm. our own meat, bullocks and, and, and sheep and, and slaughtered yeah. all those. Um, we were just straight into the fresh stuff, obviously. Yeah. The smoking, there's a bit of an art to it, isn't there? Mate, there is. It's a lot in it, yeah, and I've sort of ramped that up big time of uh, last year or so. What's, uh, what's your favourite smoked? Well, I love my ribs, so Ooh. I do the pork and the beef ribs, and I do a pretty good job of them, if I say so myself. But I, I smoke up uh, a little glass you know, of red with that. Yeah, do all that. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple of mates we do it with. Magnificent. And uh, yeah, we we crack a red and some, you know, and a bit of beer and stuff, and that's Beautiful. all good. But I, uh, yeah, so all that stuff and the briskets, obviously, with the smoking, a nine-hour brisket smoked is is really good. But it's just having that something yeah. you want to do, something you enjoy doing, and it takes your focus off. You know, it sets that mental switch yeah. to focus on something else. And it's probably super important uh, with yourself to have some colleagues that you know um, are yeah. looking after your scenario when, when you're doing that. And yeah. obviously in the past, you were actually just, yeah, just living it. Much. Yeah. And you're living it all the time, don't get me wrong, but 
you just need to switch off so you can actually perform better when you're you on do, the job. Yeah, you sort of get used to all the text messages and the phone calls and stuff, and you realise you actually don't have to be actually sitting behind the desk all the time. You can actually be doing stuff while you're doing that as well. You know, you can. Uh, we live in a modern age, and uh, you know, so I do a lot of work through your through my phone, yeah, emails, do. text yeah. messages, calls, yeah. uh, which go all the time with this job. Um, you recognise that's part of it, but having other things to mm. think about and focus on yeah. is is really important. So. With what you've, um, you know, the build-up over having a break last year for, for three to six weeks, whatever it was, do you have to have a, a sort of a bit of a health check on yourself? And, and yeah, just, that's important, yeah, mate. Yeah, and for the listener out there, as I said, it's, it's maybe smoking your meat or going for your walk, but yep. you, you now self-assess instead of getting to the stage where it was last year where it you know, becomes, oh, gee, I've just got to take some time yeah, off. Yeah, and it's always a work in progress, you know. Don't be too hard on yourself. If you if you're struggling out there and uh, you you, tr- you know you, you become a bit of a fight with yourself, mm, yep. so there's a, there's this thing I think about not being too hard on yourself. You know, allow yourself to have a bad day. You know, yeah, things it's, aren't going it's great. It's okay. You don't have to yeah, fight it. Yeah. You know, just take a chill pill and uh, and you know it might be better tomorrow. You know, I find if you're not hard on yourself too, that helps. And uh, and having things to say, your stock take. You know, actually, it's been a month since I've. Mm. Been near the Barbie, you know. I'm going to get the smoker out and have a crack. Well, That's what stuff, I'm you know. uh, very, very envious, Jack. I'm you're sort of, you're half angling for an invite, aren't <laughs> no, you? Here, I can what, I can sense this. We've got a, a couple more minutes, but we're going to go through the, the fundraising yep. prospectus for head to head for a start, Jack. Yeah, so. retiredpeersupport.com.au for more information. Is how you can learn all about the the program. It's a wonderful program that Police Association Victoria involved as well as Victoria Police, Bud. And obviously, that's going to be outstanding. Um, I'm happy to. I'll, I'll, I've got a day there at some stage that I'll jump in. I don't know where it'll be, but I'll make sure it's a country town because I'm a country boy. But, you know, the 9,000 members out there, um, this weekend especially, uh, the Hawthorne St Kilda game, Saturday night, get there, support our own, and um, obviously the the Blue Ribbon Cup, which is obviously um, the Silk Miller, and and obviously Tyne and Air 30 years and Silk Miller 20 years ago. It's just... uh, it's one of those things that unfortunately happened, but I think it's a, a great thing for our supporters um, of AFL football who do a great job. Um, but I want to leave you with um, something that, as I said, I've, when I heard Graham was coming in, I was a bit overawed by it all, being the Chief Commissioner. But y- y- how long have you been a police officer, Graham? 38 years. Obviously a lot of, lot of bravery, Jack, in those 38 years, and we won't, won't spend too much time on what you've been through. But the bravery you showed last year, I think, is... is Pales and not doesn't pale in insignificance what you've been able to achieve, but to put your hand up as the leader of our um, Victorian police, you know, members, is something that um, I think all people should feel very proud. And I'm sure your family are, and I'm more importantly, I'm, I'm sure you are, Graham. So I really appreciate you coming on this show tonight. Um, good luck on the walk. Thanks, mate. Don't get too many blisters. Uh, maybe. Get a bit of that smoked meat in here. So, um, real appreciate you coming in, Graham. Thanks for your interest, Danny and, and Jack. Yes, but we very much appreciate the opportunity to have a chat about it all. It's been our privilege. The Chief Commissioner, yep. Graham Ashton from Victoria Police, joining us. And as I said, peer support, retiredpeersupport.com.au for more information. If you're thinking about going to the footy this weekend, yep. get to the get Hawks there. and the Saints game. Should be a good one, but more importantly, it's for a terrific cause Certainly as is. well. Stay with us. Still plenty more to come on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Not too far away before we wrap things up for the night here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. A reminder that you can podcast this episode and every episode, Spud, sen.com.au, or you can also get involved from your social media platforms. Uh, uh, At Spud Says on Instagram and Twitter, Jack. But how good was Graham Ashton? Brilliant.
Yeah. Brilliant. And very honest. No, very honest. I don't think he's got as good looking as our next guest, though, Jack. No, no, no. And, well, I just wonder how our next guest is going. And I speak, of course, of our wonderful friend, Emily Brabron, who just decided for a bit of fun. I, I always find yeah. the words fun and run yeah. in the same sentence are a bit weird. Yeah. But competed in a uh, run yesterday in Sydney. Em, good evening. How have you pulled up? That's such a nice introduction. I really think that you need to talk to my husband more. <laughs> <laughs> How are the legs? You know, my legs are fine um, because I'm used to such a long distance, a yeah. ultra runner distance. That was actually the most enjoyable fun run I've done in years. And not just any fun yeah. run. Uh, you took along a few clients and they would be some fairly well-known clients to a lot of our listeners, I'd imagine. I did. We called it Girl Squad because we just had a, a few girls that wanted to run the distance. I mean, we had um, Edwina Bartholomew, who runs, uh, who reads the news for Sunrise. Yep. Jules Sebastian, who we all know is um, Guy Sebastian's very lucky to have her mm, as his right. wife. No doubt. Yes. Drop dead gorgeous. Was Guy going to do the run initially or not? No. Oh, he drew the short straw. He had to look after the boys. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so he was going to, but it's his turn next year. Um, and then we had Sophie Dillman, that gorgeous blonde bombshell from Home and Away. She Great. was fantastic. And how did they all go? Do you know what? I was so proud of them. Um, Eddie's run a half marathon before many, many years ago, so it was a bit of a, a shock to the system to come back to it for her. Jules has never run more than 6Ks before. How far was the run the again, the City of Surf? It's 14Ks, oh, and gee. it's not an easy 14 k It's hilly, either. isn't it? Hilly. Yeah, it's straight up. Wow. So, yeah, and uh, Jules didn't walk once, Soph didn't walk once, and Eddie just had maybe 100, 200 metres of just recovery walk while she had a drink. And that's what we're talking about. You, you have a really good hard run like that, um, you know, social, you're a bit of a bit of a chat along the way. I'm sure there's plenty, plenty of chatter. But then to actually celebrate and, and have a few light refreshments after it and rewarding yourself after doing something like that, Em. Absolutely. I mean, the girls asked me that when we finished, and it was, girls, go get champagne. You just did something. You just achieved something you never thought you'd be able to do, especially Jules. Jules is yeah. walking around saying, do you know what I did yesterday? Well, I ran 14 Ks. <laughs> it's a fair effort, really, yeah. isn't it? When, just on that, how the um, how did the build-up happen, I guess? When, yeah. did, when did they decide, or did you all decide that this was something that you wanted to do? Because I'm sure... With uh, spring and summer yeah. not too far away here in Melbourne, there'd be a lot of people thinking, I wouldn't mind having yeah. a crack at one of these runs. <laughs> well, they all blame Eddie because Eddie <laughs> said that she'd do it maybe five, six weeks ago and then we all had very busy schedules so we couldn't train. And then she roped Sophie into it and then Jules, very silly, said to me on the phone a couple of weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, hey, I should run the city to surf. <laughs> and, um, yeah, once you've said that out loud to me, there's no going back on it. <laughs> but they're highly they're highly motivating, aren't they? Um, the the fun runs or the you know the runs for charity. And I know Sydney, you guys do a lot of great runs up there. But in Melbourne, you know, there's one nearly every two or three weeks. Yeah. When you have a look at them, they're great causes. But the motivation to one have the training program, and more importantly, on the day, the joints are buzz, isn't it? Like I've I've heard oh, the Sydney to Surf is right up there with one of the great runs in the world because of the atmosphere. Well, it was my first time with the City to Surf. I'm usually a much smaller race runner, and there were 80,000 people there yesterday morning. And you're right, it was such a buzz. I mean, being at the back of the pack because we signed up late, it was fantastic to see not only all the fast runners head out in the first waves, but then all the people that, you know, wanted to walk it or wanted to take their kids or just wanted to take it easy. It might have been their first time. It might be something that they just wanted to enjoy, like you said, with a chat with friends. 
But um, I think one of the most inspiring things I saw along the way, and I, I got goosebumps as I passed them, mm. were what they call the legends. Um, and it was a man, he must have been in his 80s, he wow. had a walking stick, and he'd run every single city to surf for the last 45 years. Oh, wow. No, well, holy yeah. Toledo. Gee whiz. Yeah. What a great it's effort. Incredible. That's extraordinary. No, that is extraordinary. You need to do one of these, Spud, over the summer. Yeah, look, I've, uh, I'm doing the... Uh, the Connors you, Run. Bud, I'm coming to get you. I'm yeah, to Connors get you Run in four weeks, Jack. Emily's going to sort you out, Spud. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do that, Emily. I'm waiting. Yes, I'll uh, I'll get up there to the city to surf next year. There you go. Oh, good. All right, very good. You got to hold him to that. You got to hold him to that now, Em. Uh, on that note, we'll uh, let you go back and uh, just rest the legs yeah. up and uh, get on the foam roll and try and sort it all out. But thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Emily Braveron joining us and a good way for us to finish up tonight, Spud. Yeah, she always puts a smile on our face, Jack. And, um, yeah, she's got a great balance, hasn't she? What a great job. You know, uh, training, have a couple of light refreshments, got uh, some really good people. She does a fantastic job. Life could be a dream. A reminder, as we said, that uh, each and every episode, including this one, sen.com.au, where you can follow Spud's social media platforms to check them out. Spud, been a great show tonight. Well done. Well done, Jack. Hopefully this time next week I can bring a little premiership medallion. Hopefully, Jack. Fingers crossed. We're going to have to play extremely well. Good luck to the girls and good luck to Supercoach. Good on you, mate. And we're back next week.